Welcome back to Beef Sticks Podcast. That's right. Season 2, episode 14. That's episode 102, I believe. 102, we're at 102. Oh my god. We said gosh. it was 100 forever because we were keeping it there, but we lied. We always lie to you. <laughs> gotta move forward. Gotta move upward. I think we gotta give a little bit of shout out to the sponsors. We got a lot of content this week, so we're gonna rush right into it. Gonna talk about who's sponsoring us out. Sponsors. Let's let's go and quantize these motherfuckers. Yes, let's quantize these sponsors really quick. That's the word of the day here on B6 Podcast, folks. As we quantize, you can maximize your savings with Qualities T-shirt company. That's Qualities T-shirt Co. at gmail.com for all your inquiries. On custom tees, sublimation, heat transfer and vinyl decals, special gifts, sports team shirts, wedding apparel, concert merch, and your general t-shirt needs for any occasion. That's That Dude Saint. Makes his home in lovely Wilmer, Minnesota. And if that ain't what you need, I'm sure Monster Wear Clothing's got you covered. For all your small runner bulk orders on decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics, custom graphics provided, and logo design services offered. Only at Monster Wear Clothing. Find them on Facebook. Tell them. Pasty sent you. He'll hook you up. Real nice. And Pasty, it is T-minus 76 days to the most interstellar event in this exosphere. Closer we are talking about Galactic Get Down 2019, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 uh, moon landing. You can go to Galactic Get Down Outer Space themed music and camping festival, a three-day event located on the outskirts of Houston, Minnesota at the breathtaking Outback Ranch. They're going to have two stages, folks. There's no overlapping music. You get to hear everybody you want to hear. And there is something for everyone at the Get Down. This is a family-friendly festival, folks. There are plenty of activities. There are going to be people creating all weekend long. We've got artists painting. There's independent food vendors to satisfy every craving. Craft and art vendors lining the paths. Anything that you think that you might want to add to your festival collection, you can get it here. Folks, Galactic, get down. July 18th through the 20th, 2019, Outback Ranch, Houston, Minnesota. And you are going to get to hear such amazing artists. Some of them you might know. Earth to Clark. We got Big Zach's Hip Hop Showcase featuring Flow State. Mae Simpson. The Bob Pat Band. Zach Deputy. Ira Hayes and the Strays. That one guy. Frogleg. Cass Haley. Heatbox. Jeremy Beeman. Gin Strings. And Dead Larry. Of course, it wouldn't. Be the time to get down without Dead Larry. They put on an amazing show every year at the Galactic Get Down. I think each one is a little bit more breathtaking than the last. You want to be there to witness this, folks. Go be there. Go and find our booth. We're going to be right across from the stage. Find the cloud-style broadcasting booth. We will be recording. Again, folks, Galactic Get Down, Outer Space-themed music and camping festival, July 18th through the 20th. 
Outback Ranch, Houston, Minnesota. Make sure you go to galacticgetdown.com to get your tickets. Hit them up on Facebook at Galactic Get Down. And what do you know, Fat Mac? I'm back with a pod partner of the week. Parting them pods. Yes, indeed. This week, we're proud to bring you Hotbox Talk with Petra Fucker. Get in the car. We're going to free your mind today. Hotbox Talk is the newest pod snack in the Cloud Style Broadcasting family. That's right. He's rolling right here with us. And it features your host as each week he takes you on a ride to the controversial. This pod is all about free speech, hard facts, and tough love. Let's put it blunt. You're probably not going to like everything you hear, but you're going to come away from each episode more informed than before. Petrov tackles an endless list of topics from political and social issues to music and munchies and everything in between. You can like and follow the show on Facebook at Hotbox Talk. The first episode will be coming your way very soon. As a matter of fact, we brought him along for this week's B-Sticks so you can get to know him. Tell us a little bit more of what's in store. Well, Pasty and Mac, what's in store? Hotbox Talk. Best way to put it is... uh. It's conversations and civil arguments all over the course of smoking some of that good smoke. Uh, the talk is where any topic can be discussed. No holds barred. It's good families, friends, musicians, artists, as you had said. It's all opinions are all welcome. And it's just they have to have the facts to back up those opinions, not their feelings. That's where the civil argument comes into play. In 2019, this is more of my statement for it. In 2019, it's more divided left versus right. For once in everyone's life, everybody has skin in this fight. That's what that's what's in store for the show. Very much looking forward to it. Thank you, it's Matt. gonna be it's gonna be a good addition to our lineup. Damn straight. We are cloud style broadcasting, always changing, growing, evolving. You need to quantize to us for a variety of your needs. Save the universe and quantize. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. Quantize the cheerleader. Quantize the world. Oh, man, I got in trouble for quantizing the cheerleader one time. But the bitch said she was 18. Okay? Did you check her ID, though? Well, I mean, there was grass on the field, so I decided to play ball. She said she forgot it in her car. (laughs) I mean, she brought the booze. What the fuck was I to think? (laughs) Good stuff. We we start out with a start out with a rape joke just to get things going. (laughs) Move on from there. That way, that way it can't get any lower than that. Everything's going to be fucking better from here on, folks. We set the bar low. So when can we be expecting the first episode of Hotbox Talk? I'm I'm me and my uh, co-host Lester McCannahan's is uh we're banking on the sixth of uh, this uh, month. So on Monday. Sounds like a good time. Make sure you guys tune in, folks. Give them some love. Give them some support. Give them some feedback. Let them know what you think. Voice your opinions. But like he said, add some facts with it. Put some sites. You know, cite where you're getting your news from. Put put some tags on there. Let them know where you're coming from with your opinion. Exactly. Got to have the facts. It's the great debate, and anybody can join in. That's true. Everybody's I'm looking welcome. forward to it. I'm Foes, looking forward hoes, to seeing what you bring. I know. Uh, baby toes. Getting 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 some uh pretty influential artists lined up. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to, yep. It's gonna be a good time. I'm uh I'm I'm really looking forward to watch this and watching the evolution of a new podcast. Well I'm definitely excited for the ride. And we are definitely excited to have you join the Cloud Style family, man. 
I'm very, very happy to be a part of the team. So, from one rebellion to the other, Pasty, should we get on to a knockout uh, Impact Wrestling Rebellion results from the pay-per-view this Sunday? Yeah, let's get it done. All right, Petrov, I don't know. Were you able to catch the uh, Rebellion pay-per-view at all? I was not, but I do have uh, the notes in front of me. All right, and you've been following along with Impact, right? Yep, uh, John, I, I do follow it on YouTube mostly now. Yeah. I, I've been more in tune with a couple other companies, but Impact, I still do like to watch them. Oh, yeah, before we even started recording, you were talking about how you got hooked on MLW, and yeah, that's uh, yep. Pasty and I have got hooked. That's that's probably the number one right now is MLW in my book. It's the go-to. They just Nobody makes it as easy as they do, and easy to watch. It's literally just a good show all the way around. I mean... Mm. I believe Impact is starting to air their full episodes on YouTube also now. Yep, there are full matches. Yep, I mean full episodes too. But yeah, so that's always a good way to start out. Uh, well, that's good news for them. Pasty will be. To let you folks know the first three matches in the pay per view they had not had released as of our recording, so Pasty and I did not gamble on them at all. But we will break them out anyway. We had a six way match. Ace Austin defeated Aiden Prince, Eddie Edwards, Jake Christ, Jake Diener, and Petey Williams. I always love seeing Petey Williams. First off, you shouldn't be able to have two Jakes in the same uh, match. That's Vince. One of you's got to change that's your name Vince for the McMahon match. That's Vince McMahon talk, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see Petey Williams is back, though. Oh, I always love seeing Petey Williams, man. The Maple Leaf Muscle. And the original one with the Canadian Destroyer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does a Canadian Destroyer better than anybody. Yeah, wasn't he the originator of it? Uh, if he wasn't the originator, he sure made it famous. I believe he was the originator of it. I do believe so, but I'm sure somebody out there will prove us wrong and be like, you know, this guy in this indie show pulled it out two months before yeah, he someone, did. Yeah, someone's got to be a dick. <laughs> yeah, James Ellsworth. He's with no chin. That motherfucker could just flip, man. <laughs> It's it was originally called thing, the Canadian Chin Destroyer. A little bit of chin. It's actually have. how he lost his chin. Um, this was a okay match. I think I'm the only one that watched this match out of all of us listening. So we'll just kind of knock through it fairly quickly. I think. Um, and actually, until we get to the ones we we voted on, I, nothing was important. But right, it's like the pre-show on a. On that's a basically WWE what pay-per-view. it was. It doesn't matter. Up next, we had an intergender <laughs> match. We had Scarlett Bordeaux with Falaba, who defeated Rohit Raju with Gamma Singh and Raj Singh. This was actually a pretty fun match for an intergender match. Of course, the elder and the younger Sang both got involved. Falaba, the big bastard, he got involved, of course. In the end, Scarlett Bordeaux won. She should. If you have an intergender match and you want a happy victory and everything, let the woman take the win. Definitely a mouthful. Yeah, that's the way it should reading. be. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he didn't even do the research. He's just making up names. <laughs> when he said Falaba, I was, I was about done. Oh, very fun. Up next, we had a six-man tag. We had Moose and the North. The North being Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, and they defeated the Radicals, 
team composed of Desmond Xavier, Trey Miguel, and Zachary Wentz. This match, nine and a half minutes long, and I don't remember almost anything from it. It is a very forgettable <laughs> match. I have nothing to That's say sad. about it. It is. It's yeah. sad, but I, I honestly have nothing to say about it. I find it offensive that Ethan Page and Josh Alexander think they make up the entire population <laughs> of the North. It is offensive. It is. That is extremely <laughs> offensive. So moving on. Oh. Maybe do you think they wanted to be called the South, but they're like, uh, maybe. Oh no, not. they're like it's 2019, boss. We can't do that. <laughs> we we can't be the South. That, that doesn't work. No, we can't do that. Besides, them boys, the Briscoes already got a lock on the South. Yeah, right. no, I like the Briscoes, man. They're, the boys. Oh, fuck yeah. I didn't get to watch the Crockett Cup. I'm sad. I didn't get to watch either. So don't feel sad. Never grace WWE. Hopefully this weekend, maybe we'll get to watch it. Oh, moving on. Look it up. These are the ones that we actually got to uh, talk about last week. We got the Knockouts Championship match. Taya Valkyrie defending her championship against Jordan Grace. First of all, I just want to give so much kudos to Impact Wrestling for having two not only super talented, but two full-figured beautiful woman, women that they are showcasing and putting it out there. You don't need to be some fucking anorexic model cunt just to be in the fucking pro wrestling world. And these two women are so fucking talented. And so many people online give them so much hate for their bodies. And I can't stand it. Well, that's because they don't fit the normal diva look. They don't. But I love that. I love it. You don't need to. I, well, it's reality. You don't need to. I mean, you don't need to be Nia Jax big. Yeah, she big. But even her, she has her place. I think Jordan. But she could still get it, though. Oh, I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd climb that tree. You damn right I would. Jordan Grace is one of the most beautiful women in wrestling right now. But I don't want that to mm. take away from her talent either. Both extremely talented women. Uh, back and forth contest. I For a while there, I thought Pacey was going to win this one with Jordan Grace, but Taya Valkyrie still ended up pulling it out in the end. She successfully defended her title, putting the score at Mac 1, Pasty 0 so far in this uh, match. I vow I'll get a point. Next up, we had an OVE Rules X Division title match. Rich Swan. I have to go back and watch all of these. I wanted to watch this you know, whole fucking thing. I liked, other than, um, <laughs> yeah, other than probably the the championship match, I hate to say it. You could probably pass, but that was a good match. <laughs> Just compared to everything else, wasn't quite as good, but we'll get there. OVE Rules X Division title match. Rich Swan defending his title against Sammy Callahan. This is Callahan. This is an OVE rules match, um, which I, I do want to say. I want to preface this right now, Pasty. When we made our calls, we did not know it was an OVE rules match. It was strictly just an X Division title match. I probably would not have made the same pick I made had I known it was an OVE rules match. Well, I tried to work it into the news last week, and you just kind of blurted it out at the beginning of the show. Are both Rich Sammy Swan Callahan and Sam Callahan, aren't they? Are they both on MLW and Impact? Correct. Oh, no, yeah. you're right. We did know that it was an OVE rules match. We did talk about it. I had forgot about it by the time I watched it. Nope, you're <laughs> right, Pacey. So I don't I don't even feel bad. You just took away all the points I was going to give to you. Uh, this was an awesome match. Uh, just fantastic. This is what you are going to expect 
with Sammy Callahan and OV rules match. And I got more out of Rich Swan than I expected. Way more than I expected. It's good to see him showing up and showing off. I always knew he had a lot of talent and they did not. WWE, even if he wouldn't have been fired, would not have used him to the potential he's being used at right now. No, they wouldn't have. But I think he still would have been a, a big name in 205 Live, which obviously means nothing. But um, right. yeah, I've always loved Rich. A lot of the uh, like YouTube people I've watched, sort of, they've said like if you look at like how big the roster is that WWE has, it's so inflated with talent. They just can't use everybody no matter – even if they tried – Oh, truly. So that's their biggest problem. That's their biggest problem. And then they want to play pay people like Brock Lesnar or <sighs> like we'll be talking about later, Bill Goldberg to come in for these one off matches that are worth more than some people's yearly it's, salaries. It's the same problem far. WCW had back in the day where they had so much amazing talent, but you you kind of feel bad for them because not everybody can win all the time. You can't put the title no. on everybody and you can't have a thousand titles or they don't mean anything. Nope. That's true, they don't. But hey, I mean, every time WWE makes a mistake, that puts more eyes on the national true. circuit. It's really a great time to be anybody who's not WWE true. right oh, now. Oh yeah, they're making mistakes left it's, and right. It's, it's a huge <laughs> shift. Yeah, they are. Uh, I, I think it's amazing that AEW chose now to come up, because I don't think they could have picked a better time in history ever. Oh yeah. I think Cody I to think try Cody to come in and shake things up. Strike and he took his op and he just was like, you know what, it's a wrap. He's got the fucking business mind. He knew where the company was going when he left, you know? Oh yeah. WWE you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> I mean oh. they just I mean they probably they even misused like his I mean they misused gold dust and stardust. I mean they use just reg they misuse regular talent that just aren't the best, but they just misuse everybody in a general sense. They do. There's very few people they don't. Now, I will give Seth Rollins a nod, AJ Styles a nod. They've done them good. Samoa Joe well, depends on the day. To get in there, though. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. Samoa Joe, call him, like, Vince McMahon, I mean, he took, it took him years for him to get him there. Correct. And now he's making, they're making your show pop, but. Yeah, and, and to your point, if they'd have came there 10 years earlier, he would have just squashed them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100% on that. Honestly, though, Vince McMahon should do the AJ Styles route and sign um, uh, indie wrestlers when they are veterans. That way they're old enough, like they're going to finish out their years in WWE and they're too old to go anywhere yeah. else. I mean, that's, well, that's I mean, smart business. You know what I mean, that's probably his safest bet going that's forward. That's what he hopes until they pop out when they're 50 like Sabu and can't do anything except hobble around the ring, but... But then you just have them make appearances. They don't have to actually wrestle. You just have them under the Legends contract. Send them to Saudi yeah, Arabia. Yeah, send yeah. Sabu to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> well, I mean, even I mean, even they, I was even reading something that they got like writers and uh, shit just quit left and right just because they don't like the way it's going. Oh man, yeah. Our last episode that we had, there was writers, producers, everything that were getting fired, quit, gone. Yeah, it's just. It seems. It's weird. WWE is in a weird spot to where they're doing, as far as a business goes, they are at the best they have ever been, and they are in no, there's no way that anything negative's happened to them in the next decade plus, as a business. Yeah. They're doing nothing but making money hand over fist. They can't stop making money. Vince could, Vince could literally piss on a baby's face while killing a cat and these guys are still going to be banking money but when you watch their product who's watching their product 
Nobody. Right. Yeah, it's like, fuck. And, and Vince is learning real fast. A product is not worth as much as money so, says it is. Well, so how does that, that's the weird thing. And I know that's a story for a different time, not during the Impact Rebellion. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, we went off. I don't know. How do you have the lowest, the worst ratings ever and the worst shit ever and may, be making the best money ever? So they are doing something right. I'll give them that as a business. Artistically, creatively, they're not. Yeah. No. But at some point soon, that earth's going to give up below their feet. I mean, you could say they're doing money just based on, like, the merchandise sales and all that stuff that they would, you know, that they buck out every day to little kids who want the t-shirts of their favorite wrestler. You know. Uh, And back on to Impact for some reason. Yeah. Don't know why. Don't know why, but fuck it. We'll just talk about Impact during this Impact pay-per-view recap. (laughs) It Uh, works then. We had the new guard versus the old guard. Gail Kim came out of retirement to take on Tessa Blanchard. Pasty, I think we all knew that Gail was going to do the honors for Tessa. This was just a fantastic fucking awesome match. It was really good. Gail Kim was far better than I expected her to be by any means. This is a good match from start to finish. And honestly, the match itself did not feel like it was 13 minutes. Oh, it went by so fast. It did. They had Robert Irvine in there and everything, which is cool. Um, This is is what... uh, I I know you're trying to pull it back (laughs) to impact, but this is what WWE's women's wrestler roster needs to look to... When it comes to crispness, it was a very good match for sure. I just I, bringing it back to the WWE, like it. Vince, from what I've also like heard and whatever on like dirt sheets, whatever he doesn't want the women talent to outdo the men ta- the male talent. No, he doesn't because I mean, he comes from that old school where they're supposed to be a special attraction, right? And the show is yeah. supposed to be yeah, the no, men. The women, the women wrestle uh, main main eventing WrestleMania was not his idea. Oh, I bet it wasn't. Not by any well, means. I mean, he wants it, he <laughs> wants it to go back to when Jerry Lawler yelled puppies and get the and versus have the have the women actually wrestle versus just be a hot commodity on somebody's arm for five minute matches. Chocolate titties. I think I think, <laughs> I think I think Vince is still that way, but I think he. Likes the money that WWE brings him from being a PG product. And I don't think he'd consider going back the other way. I guess we will see about the time SmackDown moves to Fox because a change is going to need to be made. Yeah, I'm not saying he wants. But, I'm not saying he wants that. What I'm saying is that that's what he. I'm saying that's like in his head. Like that's what he like. He wants that. Yeah. that type of like. That's yeah. what he wants the woman. You're saying that's to what do the man saying it. The man Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's what he wants to see the women doing. Yeah, he does. He doesn't yeah. want to yeah. make, he, he wants to make the money off of them without them really doing much of anything to do get their paycheck out of it. And that, I mean, that is an old school frame of mind and it, I'm not saying it's okay, but I do understand these guys that grew up in this boys club for yeah. decades. I mean, you can under, yeah, it's not okay, but I, I do see where they're coming from with that mentality. I don't agree with it. And that's a lot of Gail Kim's complaint with WWE and why she left. She walked out on a fucking uh, battle Royal. Do you remember that? That match, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, I've yeah, watched I that. I've watched that exact scene. I was hoping you guys brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I watched she... that exact scene like five times. And <laughs> her exact comment was, "They told me to get out of the ring in under a minute. I was doing my job." Yep, she just walked right over the fucking top rope and left. She's like, "Fuck you, oh, no, motherfucker!" No, no, no. She, she she rolled under the bottom rope and walked out. <laughs> she didn't go over the top rope. She just rolled it. And that's what she said. She goes, "I they the, yeah. Vince told me to get out of the match in under a minute, so that's what I did." 
just yeah, a when you got a talent like could. when you got a talent like Gail Kim and you tell her to get out of the ring in under a minute, it's like no, you're doing something wrong. That's fucked up. Like yeah. you're, using, you're misusing the right people. Then you look at the young Tessa Blanchard, who's only been wrestling for like five years, and she's already a trainer for the um, the Wow Show on Access Television, the Women of Wrestling. Okay, and she's already a trainer there. She's not their head trainer, but it's like she's super oh, skilled, man. though. She is elite. She is. I mean, <laughs> without that even being a pun, she is definitely elite, and she is to me. She's probably the future of non WWE women's wrestling. Is Tessa Blanchard? I'm going to come out here and say that when she defeated Gail Kim and then went to go talk to her dad, I was like, whoa, Fit Finley showed up at an impact <laughs> That's awesome. And then they're like, Tully Blanchard. I'm like, oh, it doesn't look like Finley. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I, I recommend if anybody's going to watch any match out of this whole card, Either watch this match or the Full Metal Mayhem match, because either one is fantastic for completely different reasons. Just do yourself the favor and ignore Tessa's Mortal Kombat hair. You don't like her? You don't like her It just makes me mad. It just makes me... The sweat back on the sides and the tall on the top. Like, like, what was it? Molina from Mortal Kombat? Uh, Who was it? it? I don't fucking know. They had the mask on Uh, her face? No, she was like... Oh, she didn't have a mask. No, I'm trying she to just, see who that... you're talking about on Mortal Kombat. Wow. FYI, Mortal Kombat 11 is awesome. Go out and buy it. We got to move on. Impact Wrestling Championship match. <laughs> Brian Cage taking on the defending Johnny Impact. Remember, special guest referee was Lance Storm. That'd be dope, dude. I ain't seen Lance Storm in years. No shit, right? And of course, you know, Impact Wrestling's a Canadian company now. You got Don Callis as part owner and, you know, Don and Lance have a podcast together and everything. They're tight bros. So it was really good. Oh, yeah. In fact, our tiebreaker for this pay-per-view was, does Lance Storm turn heel and help Johnny Impact? I said for the tiebreaker, he turned heel. Pasty said he stays face. For the record, folks, he stayed face throughout this whole thing. Uh, but Brian Cage still ended up defeating Johnny Impact, winning the title, even after an injury within like the first six minutes from a Spanish yeah, fly to the floor. Yeah, I didn't see the match, but I saw the fall. Brian Cage is looked a rough. Dope wrestler. Due to lower spine injuries, a scary thing to oh, have. Yeah, that's an end game. That's a that's an end game right there. It's I cannot get into Brian Cage. I respect him as a wrestler. Like I respect everything he does. For, there's, he's just missing that it factor for me. I've never watched a Brian Cage match that I've been excited after I was done watching it. I thought he had that it factor I wouldn't want to fight in him. Lucha Underground because that's where he was like the only one that wasn't high flying, jumping off of shit. They call him dudes. Cage. I always loved that. Yeah. That was his name. They always build him as they call him <laughs> Cage. <laughs> and he, he like, what the fuck kind of name like, is that? He does. I mean, it's just another big buff dude for no reason wrestling i mean the buff for no reason part he's a decent wrestler oh, and, but I just think yeah and he's not oh he he's an amazing wrestler i won't take anything away from his talent there's just for whatever reason he does not click with me personally and i don't know what the reason well, is because i want to be a cage guy i thought his <laughs> entrance sucked with his uh really shitty in the, in the past few years we've seen this is the third i think terminator entrance We've seen Kenny Omega, we've seen Triple H, and now we've seen Brian Cage. And Brian Cage was the worst out of all of them. 
even though he looks like he would fit it the best just based on his build, because Schwarzenegger was fucking built like a brick shit house. Right. Oh, yeah, he definitely looks more like a Terminator than Omega, but the the right. cheap fucking costume, the fucking Walmart oh, costume yeah. shit that they wore. If, if you go back and just watch his entrance on YouTube or something, you'll see what I'm saying. It was a, a really hokey to. outfit that they made for him that I didn't care for. That damn seamstress done fucked it up. <laughs> Brian Cage reminds me of Sarge from Small Faces. <laughs> Oh, dude, you just came at him hard for his soul, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> he doesn't, but Vicious, I love that man. you said Watch that. Watch out for the remake in 2021 starring Brian Cage. I love Cage. that you said that. I don't see it at all, but I love that you said that. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Brian Cage did win. This is his, uh, I think this is his... No, I think I'm trying to think if he if he held the Lucha Underground Heavyweight Title. This might be his first Heavyweight Title win, but it might not. I don't know if he, I don't think he won the Lucha Underground. One. No, I think he had like the gate, uh, the not the gate of the gods. What they call it? The um, they had a lot of titles in Lucha Underground. They still do. Gift of the Gods. I think he had the Gift of the Gods title. They got more See, titles I, than they got wrestlers. I only, I only knew they had. I, from the last time I seen them on Netflix, they only had two titles: the World Title, and then they had the Gift of the Gods. Which the Gift of the God belt looked cooler than the actual heavyweight right. belt. Right, and it's me. basically a uh, money in the bank is what it is, basically, but... Yeah. Yeah, coolest belt on the face of the planet is just a contract. <laughs> belt. I know, right? Cool. That's that's pro wrestling for you, baby. Uh, but yes... Well, con- yeah. Go ahead. Anyways, I was going to say the concept when they first started was the $100,000 or whatever that you could win. Oh, that yeah. Was a decent concept. I, I gotta say, Matt, Lucha Underground took a big hit when Dario Cueto was gone. Oh yeah, he was he was the heart and soul was, of that he, company. He's a saw. He was he was one of the best villains. He reminded me of a Mexican uh, Eric Bischoff. I know he was just fuck. I loved him. I loved him so much. And he's a real actor too. I can tell. Hey guys, speaking of Mexicans, in the next match, we saw some amazing shit as LAX took on and defeated the Lucha Bros. That yeah, I want. I got in to see that. I got to watch that match, man. We we just have to point out, Pasty. This is another thing that WWE is not going to do. Not only did they decide to put the better match on last, even though the championship match was before this one, and they introduced a brand new big name with Michael Elgin, who is another guy I just can't get behind. I apologize, but he is a big get. I'm not going to... I'll give him his credit. Um, So they, they still knew the better match needed to be on last, so they went with the Full Metal Mayhem. Also... This is a main event title match on a pay-per-view with three Mexicans and a Puerto Rican. Now, when was the last time you'd ever seen that in WWE? Never. 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 That's not why. <laughs> the fuck Vince doesn't know what that means. And goddamn it was good, just from, from the get-go. <laughs> Hardcore as fuck. I thought they were going to build it up slow, and then all of a sudden, boom, two people through the right fucking table. Right off the bat! Right off the bat, they sent on right through the tables. Who's on LAX now? Is that still Hernandez and Homicide? No, no, no. This is our... No, they're the OGs now. Oh, God. LAX and the OGs had a beautiful feud for the last year. Oh, the... Uh, Go this back is and Santana and Ortiz now. All right, bet. Yeah. Good looking, man. Hook Conan's new, new, new blood. Um, But, um... I'm going to say this. The, the fucking MVPs of this pay-per-view both happened in this match and had nothing to do with any wrestler. First of all, they have a giant close-up of this woman with fucking chicken talons holding a phone in the audience. Like, like she's not, 
She's not a fucking wrestler. She's just in the audience with fucking... Her hands are chicken talons. <laughs> and you know somebody was on the camera like, holy shit, look at that bitch's hands. And so dude zoomed up and they're like, let's put it on. Click. Because they just do... They do, a, they do a close-up of this bitch's chicken talons. So, first of all, I screenshotted that shit. I'm going to put that on Facebook. <laughs> Y'all are going to see that. Set it as our profile. <laughs> I definitely want to see that. Take me in that. Uh, I will. But <laughs> then the other MVP is the guy in the audience when it's super quiet and, like, everybody's getting up and kind of moving around and he just fucking screams, We want fucking tables! <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I thought that was fun. Not get the tables, we want fucking tables. It was, we want fucking tables. <laughs> Just loud as shit from some random dude in the audience. Oh, I well, it was fun. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you can imagine. But this was super fun, super just, oh. I mean, obviously, if you folks don't watch Impact Wrestling, a Full Metal Mayhem is basically a TLC match. And in today's world, both Full Metal Mayhem and TLC matches basically just a hardcore match where we know we're going to see both ladders and tables. But when anybody but WWE puts it on, you know it's going to be worth your, oh, worth yeah. your time. Oh yeah, yeah, you're going to get you're going to get better stuff. Sad fucking truth. <laughs> I always expect to have my mind blown and have my mind blown far more. So I'm first never of all, disappointed when I watch MLW versus if I watch a episode of Raw. Right. Oh. And I get one hour of MLW on YouTube, and I got to suffer that's through all you need. two hours. That's all you need, because it's wrestling and I mean, not talking. Yeah. I mean. So we got to give it up to uh, Santana, because be, Santana, first of all, he ended up taking a fucking spiked fear factor through six chairs. And for Jesus anybody Christ. for anybody listening to this who doesn't know what that is, a fear factor is a package pile driver. And when they spike it, they have Ray Phoenix go to the top rope and double foot stomp onto the guy's ass to send him through. So you have Jeez. Penta El Cerro M standing on six chairs with Santana up in the package pile driver. And then when he drops, Ray Phoenix double foot stomps on his ass. He kicked out of that. <laughs> then they ended up hitting, um, then he ended up hitting, um, Oh, the Penta Driver. He ended up hitting a Penta Driver on, I think, straight on the table. And Santana kicked out of that, too. That dude's not kicking out, man. He's just, that's a fucking, <laughs> like, that's a half of a seizure. <laughs> it, it was yeah, great. what that is. And for anybody wondering, yeah. yes, the end did involve thumbtacks and tables. Just to let you know. Yes. The, and and oh, yeah, yeah, and ladders. And ladders. That is, the the ending was fucking awesome. The thumbtacks. It looked brutal. And like something that WWE is not going to do. No. So, there you go. Right there. You just know it's a better match just based on that alone. One. And like I said, match. They did a they did a Spanish fly off of the ladder, and I think it was Ortiz. I don't think it was Santana. And um, Ortiz did not screw it up at all. He he hit the perfect Spanish fly. Something happened with Ray Phoenix where he did not flip completely over and he landed straight on his daygum head and it scared the shit out of me. But yeah. I, as far as I know, I haven't heard any injuries from it, so he must have just lucked the fuck out. Uh, from what I had heard, he, he said after wrestling he's feeling a lot better, but he still hasn't been cleared for double or nothing okay. just yet. 
So that's to be determined. Probably ten minutes after He's we upload the episode. Pretty loopy, that's for damn sure. Well, I was gonna say, in, in a lot of the <laughs> matches, you see him take just some serious fucking head bumps. Hell yeah! Games, just oh, some, God. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's just the way he fucking sells. Pentagon Junior took a fork to the head. <laughs> oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They're, that's they're, Pentagon Junior is fucking insane. He just looks so fucking. My favorite sad. was the railroad spike with him and Callahan in the hair oh, versus yeah. mask match. Oh, loved it. I'm gonna have to watch that. I hope yeah. I hope somewhere down the line he's able to get the Pentagon Junior name back because you know I don't mind calling him Penta El Cerro M, but come on, we all know he's Pentagon Junior. Why did he have to change? I think his name? isn't that just what he goes by in Impact? Because I'm pretty sure everywhere else he I've doesn't heard him own as the name, Jr. but some of the smaller companies say it because they won't get sued. AAA owns oh, okay. the name. They own the name. Okay. 100%. That's fucked up. And that's it's just like any of them. I mean, up. you look at... Well, you look at La Parca. La Parca for over a decade now has had to wrestle as L.A. Park. Even even his son right. is El Hijo L.A. Park. The son of L.A. Park. It's not La Parca. It's L.A. Park. Because AAA owns his name. No different than Vince McMahon. I mean, it's all the same shit. I mean, and more and more nowadays, it's getting to where wrestlers do own their names and... That's well, oh, definitely a better business well, I mean, practice, if you, I, I mean, myself personally, as a person that went to, like, business school, if I seen somebody that I had, like, their, let's say, their contract, and you're you're blowing up, I'm just going to let you have your fucking name. Like, there's no sense yeah. in keeping it from you. Right. Like, especially, especially, like you said, there's little small companies willing to use it because you know they're not going to get sued or whatever. You might as well just give it to them. Yep. Like, if he's making money all over, he's going to come back to your company and make you more money, too. Let him have his fucking name. This, this pay-per-view ended beautifully with the locker room pouring out and entering the ring and just celebrating the Lucha Bros and what could be their final uh, which, match. Yeah, going going down around here, it's probably their final match in Impact, at least for a while. So I thought that was super cool that they all poured out. So basically, when it's all said and done, uh, I, I gave this one a B grade. I probably could have gave it a little higher grade, but the first three matches all could have been throwaway matches. The world title match was the weakest of all the major matches, and to me, that hurts your show. It shouldn't be that way. So I, I give it a B for for what it was. Um, and Pasty, you can throw an adjustment on here after you go and watch the whole thing, and and let me know what yeah, you think. Yeah, and- for now, I'm going to let your let your grade ride. I can assume, and I think you'd probably agree that the uh, Full Metal Mayhem match was the match of the night. You know, it, it's going to be hard for me. It's either Blanchard, Kim, or the Full Metal Mayhem because they they were both they gave you two different things. And if I'm right. looking at it as an my fan who I am, I'm going to say I'm going with Blanchard Gail Kim as the match of the night because I am more of a technical wrestling person. And the fact that this was the only like just regular one-on-one, no strings attached, nothing else match on the card, and it was that amazing, I think deserves to be shined. So I'm going to go with that. Well, the, the bloodlust lover in me has to go with the full middle. I can't argue. Bloodlust lover. But like I said, that could, that could change after I watch the pay-per-view. I think I am really going to enjoy Rich Swan versus Sam McCallan. Yes, you are. <laughs> what does the OVE rules mean? Um, so OVE is Ohio versus everything. And it's a group with Sammy Callahan and the Chris brothers. And, um, so OVE, it's kind of, it's no different than Raven rules back in the day where just OVE okay. rules is they can do whatever they want. It's always going to be hardcore rules and pretty much any match they're ever in. That's what it is. Chugging right along. 
Pasty brings in a two-tweet from out of left field. My favorite uh, Twitter interaction of the week between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Starts with Bray Wyatt tweeting, A couple years ago, Randy Orton did some pretty bad stuff to me. He destroyed my temple, uncrowned me as champion of the world, and caused my brother to abandon me and betrayed my trust. Worst of all, he didn't even say he was sorry. But I forgive you, Randy Bo Banders. In which Randy Orton replied, You had WWE spend two million on photo projected bugs. What did you expect me to do? At Trailer Park Boys, Bo F and Bandy, over and out. Hashtag House of Horrors. Okay, Pasty, you have to explain to me the fucking Bo Bandy thing, because I'm lost. <laughs> Jim Leahy, the uh, lush park owner, he's a raging alcoholic. He is married to a woman, but he's in love with his assistant, Randy, who is a portly fellow who wears khakis and no t-shirt. And he calls him Randy Bobandy. And in one episode, Randy was fed up with their shit, and he said, Bo F and Bandy, over and out. And so that's, yeah. So is Bray Wyatt calling Randy Orton Randy Bobandy? Well, I just, I I don't think Bray meant it. I mean, I'm sure he watches Trailer Park Boys and shit, but I think Bray meant it just kind of in character in his gimmick, you know, because he shared it with the meme of wowie zowie from his show or whatever. So I just think it's him being character-ish. And then Randy Orton pointing out the Trailer Park Boys reference because Orton's a badass. Cool beans. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Also, I have to ask Randy Orton, how much money did you make WWE spend on that giant sperm you rode down to the ring at WrestleMania? I bet that cost about two mil at least. I don't think he made WWE spend that money though. I think Vince is like, well, we got to do this then. You know what would make Randy look really awesome? He rode a giant sperm down to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm really liking yeah, I'm really this liking this Bray Wyatt character thing. Right? This week he painted a picture like Bob Ross and coined the the word of the day to be sociopath. So You know that's I'm, good. I'm just really skeptical about it and you can't blame me. Oh yeah, no, you gotta you know you hope for the best, prepare for the worst when it comes to Bray Wyatt. He deserves everything. 100%. They allude to him getting everything and then fuck him over in the end. And now on to the Savage Sentinel pasty. We got quite a lineup today. They they didn't let us have a break. The last few weeks have been just full of news. Heavy news. Heavy news. And I know last week we promised you a segment from the front lines of the National Wars. But uh, that's going to have to be held off. I think I'm going to try to get it around sometime before Double or Nothing. But in lieu of that, we bring to you this massive Savage Sentinel. It's a segmented Savage we segmented, segmented the savage, savage. when we quantized him. <laughs> Pasty, Uncle Dave had something to say about one of our favorite Hispanics. Uncle Dave, he's my favorite. He mentioned a rumor that Alberto El Patron could fight Tito Ortiz. I don't know if kids nowadays know who Tito Ortiz is, but when we were around, he was the UFC guy. The hunting team beach like bad boy. So Ortiz, the former UFC light heavyweight champion, has signed with Combat Americas. 
Combat Americas is an MAA promotion El Patron formerly served as the president over before stepping down. And now it's believed that he could possibly even fight the new signee under the promotion's banner. Now, this could seem kind of off to some folks, but remember, Alberto has a background in MMA with a professional record that's a pretty decent 9-5. and five. But will he and Usada get along? Well, that's, that's <laughs> always the question. <laughs> to be determined. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, I'd probably rather watch him do MMA than watch him wrestle. I mean, let's be honest, he's better at MMA than Punk. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not hard to accomplish. I think I can do better than Punk. Well, Brooks got his ass I, uh... Damn right. I would not fight Cage. I would fight Punk. You wouldn't fight Cage in the cage? No. I'd give him these ones. I'd would, fight Punk would you fight? Cage. Would you fight Punk with a Punk? Yeah. Okay. Do I get, do I get uh, fireworks to shoot at him then? Sure, I'm down with that. All right. Throw some, throw some Roman candles at him. <laughs> Wonderful. You can dodge these candles. <laughs> Brock Lesnar has apparently retired from MMA this week. Again? After the UFC refused to meet his demands for pay. Since his last bout there, they, they have changed their pay structure and it co- competitors are paid based on pay-per-view points. That doesn't fly for Brock Lesnar, who wants a lump sum for one fight so he can move along. And this is likely just a power move to see how much he can really get in the end. Uh, Lesnar, The Undertaker, and Bill Goldberg are scheduled to appear at WWE's next Saudi Arabia event. I think that's coming up this month. And I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch it. That's Masturbate right. and shame. That's all right. And of course, the return of Bill Goldberg is just leaving fans and superstars alike groaning and rolling their eyes. When hearing the news of Goldberg's return, Randy Orton tweeted, well, there goes another $3 million. <laughs> In related news, Mick Foley said he would willingly relive his legendary Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia if the WWE wanted it enough and if the price was right. And let me tell you, with the Saudi uh, uh, officials... Anything's possible. Um, first of all, no, Foley. Just don't kill <laughs> no, yourself, he, he please. He won't survive that a second time. No, we don't want you to die, <laughs> buddy. We like you. Your, your reality show sucks, but we like you. <laughs> no, I think the whole retired of MMA thing, I mean, I think we all knew it at this point. He's uh, super happy doing what he's doing in wrestling, and I don't blame him. Yeah, and like I said, it, it could just be a power move. You know, he's going to do the Saudi Arabia thing, show him how much money he can get there, and eventually he'll be back in, in UFC. It's just once the money is right. I don't think he wants to. I think he's he's ended on a high enough note that he doesn't need to. Remember, he ended winning, but that win is tainted. Yeah, it's a no contest now. Exactly. So, so I they don't know if he wants that result. That's yeah, cool. oh yeah, they officially changed it to a no contest. Yeah, he and then he, he after his USADA. He failed. tried to tell USADA that it was a foot cream that made him fail. I imagine he's got the nicest feet. <laughs> you know, the fact that, that that he tried to use that as a legitimate excuse versus like accepting the fact you might have used a PED. You know, 
Brock is Brock, though. He's fucking, you know. Yeah, but remember remember a while back? Or this was over a year ago now, but when X-Pac said it was hemorrhoid cream and it wasn't <laughs> fucking meth, and it turned out to be hemorrhoid cream. Yep. He wasn't shitting. That's, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, not, no pun intended. He wasn't well, shitting comfortably. <laughs> he wasn't shitting comfortably. Brock. It's like sometimes the weirdest thing is is legit. He wasn't shitting comfortably. <laughs> I can just only imagine Pox that don't does not being able to shit comfortably. <laughs> we got that poor guy has ripped his sphincter more times than most gay men. <laughs> That's so. But <laughs> um, as far as Undertaker, Bill Goldberg thing, I mean these whole Saudi Arabia things. I'm just sick of him. I hope the Goldberg thing is and a one-off appearance and he does not come back to ruin the title picture. I'm hoping yeah, none of these guys want, decide to ruin we the We don't want Undertaker back. Undertaker <laughs> should have left at his quote-unquote right. retirement well, match. I'm okay with that. these Saudi Arabia shows because like pre-show matches, they don't matter. But I worry with uh, uh, Lesnar retiring from MMA, now now he's going to want his universal title back and then we're just going to be back in the shit. I'm okay with Lesnar. Lesnar is a legitimate badass who can hold the title and bring legitimacy to the title. And I know, yes, I'm I'm the one out of a million people that actually thinks that, but that's me. I don't mind Lesnar holding the title. I don't want Taker or Goldberg or fucking even Randy Orton holding it. I mean, I do agree Brock Lesnar should be the man to hold the most consecutive days of the Universal Championship for the foreseeable future, just because of who he is. And it's a new championship, so it's like... You spoke that so eloquently, Loke. Did I? Yeah. I don't do that very often. I know. That's why I had to give you props. It was awesome. I loved it. Gold star for me. Oh, gold star from the Daily Star. Because in an interview with the Daily Star, Kofi the Kingston was asked if he was worried that one of his New Day mates might turn on him to get their hands on the gold. I like gold. In response, Kofi stated that if Biggie or Xavier would have won, he would be just as happy. He said, as a team, when one of us wins, we all win. Kofi went on to insinuate that even with the WWE Championship, the New Day still follows the, quote, Freebird rule, meaning any member can defend the title. While this is kind of nice in thought... It's hard to see Vince ever allowing that to happen, and it kind of would dilute the title itself, I would believe. I think New Day could pull it off, but I don't I don't see Vince being okay with it ever. They could pull it off as a gimmick, but that turns Kofi's title reign into a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't see New that Day happening. is just a gimmick. New Day is, but why can't we make Kofi something? Right. No, I, I agree. But you well, gotta look at things through Vince's eyes, because that's the way things are gonna happen. Vince doesn't like anybody who's fucking even... I wasn't gonna say tan, but he loves, like, Hulk Hogan and shit, so I don't know. He doesn't like any black person. Let's just say that right now. Vince McMahon no, does not like black people. He doesn't like anybody that's not white. Let's just say that. Exactly. That's, 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 that's Anybody that's who's the, not Caucasian. Yeah. <laughs> or I mean, short, look like at, Rey I mean, Mysterio. Look, I mean, look at how he did Rey Mysterio. Let Rey Mysterio win the title and then let John Cena take it an hour later from him. I mean, Vince is a douchebag. Yes. And I'm assuming the only reason Kofi got the title is because he's been around for so damn long and they just want him to hold it until he, someone can take it he out. He only of got him. it because Mustafa Ali got injured and wasn't able to compete in the Elimination Chamber match. 
Yeah, and then it turned into a whole Daniel Bryan thing, and it escalated, and... It's far better than it would have turned out with Mustafa Ali in the same seat, I think. I don't think Mustafa Ali would have even got it. I I feel like that's where they were going before he got injured. I don't think so. I think he was a scapegoat, but I think once Kofi replaced him, they had to put it on him. Well, then he also feels the scapegoat shoes, though, too. I mean... You're gonna end up. You're gonna end up losing it to somebody. Like I mean, I see no, the thing that's uh, not really I mean, because Mustafa Ali a is so much smaller than Kofi, and also yeah, is true. a brand new guy. Where Kofi mm. is a legitimate contender and has been around forever. So I, I, th- I think it's apples to oranges. I don't think it's apples to apples. I'm hoping it's a long title reign. Although I wouldn't be mad if Kevin Owens peels it off of him at the Money in the Bank pay per view. I would be cool with if it's a decent reign, but I mean, if it could balance back and forth between him and someone else, that's not, I mean, just like they used to back, like when I was like 10, 11 years old between rock and Mm. Austin or whatever. I loved that shit. I loved that shit. But nowadays I I'm starting to get more towards give me, give me a not annoying feasible, feasible long-term champion. I don't want a John Cena. I don't want a Brock Lesnar. I don't want a Roman Reigns, but give me a feasible long-term champion that I can. I remember thinking Triple H's reign with it was just ridiculously too damn long. Oh my God. (laughs) Triple H's reign of terror. Nepotism. Like out of all the people I've ever disliked the most with their reign. I mean, I like him as a wrestler. He's a good wrestler. But I was like, when he had that reign, I was like, give it to someone else. Like, Jesus, fuck. Oh, Petrov, I've loved you so much more after you just said that <laughs> sentence. Oh, my oh, gosh. Thank you, buddy. <sighs> <laughs> Moving on from that, pasty. Yes. In Midwest independent wrestling news, almost a year to the day since its inception, Warrior Wrestling will host a star-studded event from the illustrious Marion Catholic High School's West Gym in Chicago Heights, Illinois on May 12th. Wait, don't tune out, folks. It gets better. The card will feature wrestlers from Impact, AAA, Consejo Mundial, De Lucha Libre, Lucha Underground, or what's left of it, Ring of (sighs) Honor, and All Elite Wrestling. Basically, this is going to be the greatest card to ever take place from a fucking Catholic high school gym. Right. Holy and most shit. of us will never even get the chance to see it. I did check out their website. They have some matches from previous events. But, God, they're... This, this is, is a legit card. Yes, this should be on fight. <laughs> One year after their inception. This is their fifth fucking show. This is a legit card. The motherfuckers are praying to the right God, apparently. Dude, it's a good time to be anybody not WWE right now. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever thought I'd say it's a good time to be Catholic. Oh, just wait. (laughs) I've got the card for you. It's not in any specific order. Anybody can be Catholic for a day. Don't get that twisted. (laughs) Oh, that is true. That is true. I think you just eat a cracker and drink some wine and you're good. Like I hit the, you gotta hit the confessional at least for five minutes and get a hell mary. You know what I'm saying? Don't you gotta touch a little boy's dick too, though? No, I don't no. Know if I'm don't, willing we, to invest no, in that, no, I no, no, we don't, no, we don't do that around these parts. No. Oh, that's oh you're priests. Catholic? No, I'm Christian. Oh, that's not a part. That's not a part. <laughs> I love how he not, said, "I'm not Catholic. I'm Christian." That <laughs> is that is very different. Nations made to separate us all. <laughs> all right, go ahead. What's the card, buddy? <laughs> all right, so. It's Warrior Wrestling 5 Mayhem M-A-Y-H-E-M In case you're trying to look for it somewhere down the road 
which you should be with a card like this. Not to We've be confused got. with Peter Mayhew, who just passed away recently. Rest in peace, Chewbacca. Go ahead, face. Yes, rest in peace. Do a Wookiee call for me. Thank you, I don't got that talent. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got a star-studded lineup featuring matches such as the Lucha Bros versus Daga and Volador Jr. I love Daga. He doesn't Daga get enough is a love. Beast. I'm not familiar with Daga. He's the one that Volador. has like the gummy tongue. Yeah. He okay. Got, uh, he has that like. <laughs> you know what? He. I think I know what you're talking like, about. He looks like yeah. a Mortal Kombat character. Like if you think about it, <laughs> he does. He does. And he's got a big tongue, and it, it just. Yeah. I don't know what it's made out of, but it just looks like a giant gummy to me. Like I want to eat it every time he spits his tongue out. I'm like, God, that looks tasty. I've never felt like that, but I uh, respect your opinion. You know, he's got a cute butt too, so that kind of leans both ways. I ain't got nothing for that. <laughs> We've also got Eddie Edwards versus a very rare appearance lately from Austin Aries in a steel cage match in a gymnasium at a Catholic church. <laughs> it might be in their basketball court. You don't know because that's already got a cage around. <laughs> Sam Adonis versus Pat Monix. Okay, so why do you have this one singled out in some weird box? I, I, it happened. I was tabbing through to get everything lined up, and then that happened. I couldn't go back. I'm like, okay, you stay this way now. That's cool. I figured that was the thing. I just wanted to call you out on it. He chose, that. He chose not to go back. <laughs> he chose not to go back. It's all about choices, bro. All about yes. Choices. Right. There's only so much time in a day. My One of my favorite pro wrestlers is coming up in this next match, though, Pasty. Could that be a member of the Space Pirates? It could be. All right. So, yeah, we've got the Space Pirates. That's Shane Sabre and Space, Space Monkey, Monkey, not Mafia, versus the Ugly Ducklings, Colby Carino, Rob Killjoy, and Lance Lude. Just before you guys He's say anything, I have no idea who any of these guys are. Hey, I know who Space up. Monkey is because of Galactic Get Down last year. Space Monkey's badass. Space Monkey Mafia is also badass. Space Monkey is a monkey that got sent up to space, got bombarded with gamma rays, which gave him exceptional wrestling powers, and he came back to Earth, and now he wrestles. That's some real shit. Space Monkey Instead, is also what they call it when you let somebody choke you out while you're masturbating. That's you, true are also. You, are you kidding me? No. 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 I'm Facts. Gonna, I'm gonna, Facts. I'm going to urban dictionary that shit and Do look it, it up. I'm gonna expect That's, you to bring it up on Hotbox Talk. Oh, I'm going to space. I'm writing. That, I'm writing it down right now, man. You don't even understand. Under sex move, space monkey. On this episode of Hotbox Talk, Petrov and Lester give each other space monkeys. No, we're not doing that. Well, doing dabs. <laughs> oh. Who you else do we got on this card, man? This card yeah, isn't over yet, right? Yeah, it's so it's <laughs> juicy. That's why we're taking our time here. You got to savor every minute because this is almost better than the pay per view we just talked about. This is in mind you, we're talking about choking each other's chickens while this is all talking about taking matches in a Catholic church. So well, that's hard that's casual for the hey, show. Let's be honest. There isn't anything more Catholic than doing something shamefully sexual, is there? Yeah, and choking. I think choking is heavily Catholic. Oh, it's very uh, Catholic. We'll say it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's facts. What happened there? I don't know. 
I'll tell you what happened here, though. Brian Pillman Jr. versus Robert Anthony in a hair versus clown match. Oh, shit. What the fuck is a hair versus clown match, you ask? Well, BPJ has got his hair up on the line. If he loses, Robert Anthony and a clown get to shave his head. If he wins, he gets five minutes alone in the ring with the clown. Somebody's getting doinked. I'm telling you. And it's not just the choir boys this time. <laughs> this should never have took place in a Catholic fucking church. It shouldn't have. It, just, it, shouldn't it writes have. itself. It shouldn't have. <laughs> it's hard not to make these jokes. Who do we got next, Pasty? Well, after their amazing showcases at Impact Rebellion... We've got, and this was the headline match. This is where I heard about this, was just talking about this match, and then I kept reading, and I'm like, whoa, all of this is news. But uh, Tessa Blanchard versus Jordan Grace vying to become the inaugural Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion with women's wrestling legend Molly Holly as a special guest referee. And I did Bad not ass. know this, but Molly Holly resides in St. Paul, Minnesota. That's where she's from, I believe, man. That's yeah, she's originally from Minnesota. I just didn't think she lived here. But now that I like see her and the way she acts and talks, I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense. I totally Yahoo see you at her up. window. I just see you <laughs> in her window looking at her. No, just that's what I see. <laughs> and that's huge. That's huge. Two uh impact wrestling names. I mean they wrestle other other places as well. But vying to become the first warrior wrestling women's champion. Awesome. Isn't it? Those are the same two uh, women that fought on Impact, right? And you were saying they exactly. had No, they were two separate matches. Uh, Tessa Blanchard fought Gail Kim. Gail and Kim and Jordan, Jordan Grace was Ty Valkyrie. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep, well, yep. that shit looks <laughs> so like this is like the amalgamation then. of those matches, you know. Oh my yeah, gosh, you busted out amalgamation, Pasty. I'm in love with you. <laughs> You're just rocking it today. I'm Damn, eloquent. You ate your Wheaties. <laughs> he ate them Wheaties. It was, it was actually beef chow mein. Oh, I don't God. care. You busted out the amalgamation. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love this card. And then also announced, which probably won't happen, Brian Cage versus Wardlow for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. Brian Cage currently holds the championship, but he may be replaced by Filthy Tom Lawler in my speculation in what would become a non-title match as he was just as Filthy Tom was just announced for the card with no match yet. Yeah, and we all know what happened to Cage. And yes, but I, I mean, boo my bum bum. It might be um, it might be a miracle they could heal him. They could. Not, they could. I'm not sure what happened to Cage, but I'm not a big fan of Tom Lawler, man. That's just I don't have just like you said about Cage. He doesn't have an it factor for me. I just I just can't get behind him. Yeah, I get that. I see that. He's I mean, very I mean, I, mellow and just kind of he isn't mellow, but yeah, he he's just he hasn't reached that next level. I don't think. No. But I mean, him holding the—I mean, MLW title on him. I'm not gonna—I'm not mad at that. Him as a, at the champion, the dude can wrestle his ass off. I'm gonna give him that all day. Yep. So he can definitely. I just take wouldn't want to be I close enough to, him to have to smell him. He is still yeah, missing no, something. A shower. He's missing a shower for sure. It could, but. could definitely be a shower. <laughs> I mean, the UFC gimmick—he could always pick a different. I mean, I know he was in the UFC, but he could definitely pick a different gimmick because now yeah. it's. Now, I mean, there's so many people now that are trying to cross over this. Yeah, I'm not liking. There's a lot of I'm a UFC guy gimmicks in wrestling right now, and it's just yeah, MMA is yeah. Back even even Chris Jericho's been MMA training for his bout coming up at Double or Nothing. 
Back oh, in the day, we had Ken Shamrock. That was the only You're MMA right. pro yep. wrestler. Yep. And now we got, like, tons of them. Or we had Steve Blackman, who was a black belt in karate. I mean, yeah. that's about what we had. But, yeah, now everybody wants to be it. I mean. And fun fact, he was a white man. Yeah, he was. What? <laughs> Holy shit! He a was. lot of people don't know. <laughs> Steve Blackman was a was white, a white man? man? He was. It was insane. Oh, fuck. I know, mind That's blown, just, right? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what to think anymore. Next thing you're gonna tell me, Barry White is fucking black. <laughs> I would just fucking off myself right now if that were the case. <laughs> and before I off myself, let's move into the contract addictions, pasty. Yes, indeed. It's time for contract addictions, where we go over all the controversy contracts have to offer and we got a lot on the table this week that's why it's got its own title poop ton it's gonna be fun time folks what lots to catch real, up on what about what about the austin aries will be re- company will be re- representing oh yeah that's that's right i forgot about that thank you yeah. the You're real welcome. question remains <laughs> which of these companies will austin aries be representing we know he's got something coming up on the 25th in las vegas Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, AEW, <laughs> cough, cough. To be fair, that kind of fits right in with the contract dictions. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we kick it off. We tie yeah, up the last right. segment in the next segment. And then we got off. With WWE's three strikes in your out wellness policy, you'd think unhappy superstars like Sasha Banks and Luke Harper might have an easy out from the company. Just do heroin. <laughs> right. That's your solution. That's that's the answer to everything. That's my answer to everything. Can, can't oil, learn to ride a heroin. bike. Do heroin, <laughs> motherfucker. Will be pedaling. <laughs> but according to Dave Meltzer, this has Honky been attempted Dave. and foiled by WWE brass in the recent past. It appears that WWE will not fire any superstar who is trying to get themselves released via drug usage. The company may drop a second strike if the superstar agrees to attend rehab. But in some occurrences, the WWE reportedly stopped testing after the first two fails. Now, Meltzer didn't drop names, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of these examples was Paige when she was with Alberto El Patron. I mean, they were doing some crazy stuff. They were, yeah. And she didn't care if he was she was in the company or not. And WWE wanted her there because of the movie that was being made. Right. It would make sense to me. Fun facts, though. Although marijuana will not get you fired. The official official policy from World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. reads, in the event of any positive test for marijuana, the WWE talent shall be fined $2,500 US per positive test, which shall be deducted from WWE talent's downside guarantee. But in some cases, this can be circumvented by obtaining a medical card, which, by the way, is the exact same policy for alcohol. Probably without the medical card, but. Right. Hey, it's good news if you're not I need to get a fucking alcohol medical card. How do you obtain that? I bet you have to go to Wisconsin. Probably got to go to Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Matt Riddle for sure. He's sitting here like he's he's counting out. He's taking he's he's collecting all of his checks and he's putting out twenty five hundred from each check. 
He's like, all right, this is this is my savings bond. This is for each. Why do you think his test. life goal is to retire Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? <laughs> that payout will cover him for life, right? <laughs> he can smoke weed the rest of his life and be good. Keep the money, Vince. <laughs> I'm good. Go get it. I wouldn't doubt that Riddle has a medical card, though. He's a smart cookie. Yeah, I would assume so. Uh, but yeah, it's and good it, to know. I mean, we've we've kind of debated this back and forth, and it's good have, to have some solid facts. There. It was nice to be able to. I'm I'm glad you fucking looked into this because it's nice to be able to have the actual from the actual world wrestling entertainment straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, so we know exactly what it is. I was always under the assumption that you could be fired for marijuana, and I know in the past you could, but obviously times change. Yeah, definitely in Rob Van Dam's case. <laughs> oh, God, Rob Rob just did an interview where he said he wrestled most of his matches of all time high. No, I know, but he still got he still got canned for it. Yeah, he got busted, though, as champion, and he got arrested for it. It's like, mm-hmm. that's bad. When you get pulled over, and, and they do in the um, World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. thing, they have a separate thing for if you break a law. So if you were to get pulled over for driving while high or having more marijuana than you're legally allowed to, they could still do more than this to you. Damn. Is that why the Uso brothers didn't, is that why the one Uso brother didn't get uh, fired is because it was just a DWI uh, versus a DUI? No, because he technically, that wouldn't be an alcohol related, that would be breaking a law. So he could have been fired. Yeah, the Uso wasn't driving. It was his wife driving, and she wasn't intoxicated, apparently. She had just turned the wrong way down an intersection. Oh, she was drunk. <laughs> I think, wasn't he arrested twice? Wasn't one of them? By, oh, yeah, I mean, no, I it was one well, and no, then the one other. one got arrested, and then the other one got arrested. It was about and a year one, span away from each other. The broad <laughs> was driving the wrong way down the street, and she was drunk, and then he got out, and he got violent and resisted arrest. Yeah, so both of those, yeah, both of those are, they could have been let go for those reasons. Anytime you break the law, WWE can let you go. Yeah, but a lot of so, times WWE will say, you know, that's their own problem to deal with. And yeah. that's what they did in the case of the Usos. It depends on who you're related to. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, got, you got the Rock's blood, you're going to get a few extra passes. Yeah. And I don't think they're, they're as hard on drinking as they say they are either. I mean... Most Obviously people don't not. drink anymore. Well, no. Sad. They play video well, I mean, games. He's well. I mean, if you think about it, if they can't, if he's testing you for everything, if that's the only thing you're able to do, you know, that's what you're going to end up doing. <laughs> you could do cocaine. Come on, that'll be out of your system pretty soon. How come they don't do cocaine anymore? We just talked about this, pasty. They need to be able to fucking let them do cocaine again. I think so. The promo work would be far better. God, it was so much better when they were on it cocaine. It was. Well, you know, one group that might do cocaine in WWE would be the Revival, harking back to the days of old. According to Fightful, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder have turned down lucrative multi-year deals with WWE. The members of the Revival were reportedly offered five-year deals at 500000 a year each. Their current contracts are rumored to expire sometime next year, 2020. Similarly, Gallows and Anderson were offered new WWE contracts worth millions of dollars. They also reportedly declined the offers and are expected to be finished with WWE when their current deal expires this fall. 
Both teams are very talented, underutilized in WWE, and might be on their way out despite big money offers that would provide them long-term financial security. What does this say of the state of wrestling right now? Kind of what we've already talked about. Right. It's a great time to be anybody but WWE, and it's a great time for your contract to be coming up. Just do the smart thing and be like Dean Ambrose and don't say nothing. He he left and he still hasn't even said anything negative. Probably probably the wise way to go in all of this. One person who's not doing things the right way though is Leo Rush. PW Insiders reporting Leo Rush has acquired some backstage heat in WWE due to some recent behavior, including Rush allegedly bringing friends and family backstage without proper credentials, letting his wife change in the female locker room, blowing off advice from senior Raw talent and an issue that stems from ignoring unwritten backstage etiquette for junior members of the roster on overseas tours, which includes menial tasks such as setting up common areas and providing water to talent, returning from the ring and gorilla position. These tasks are designed to show a sign of respect, which rubbed people the wrong way when he ignored this and complained to WWE management. Never complained to management. No. Uh, did he not watch Enzo in WWE? I mean, that... It's the exact path he's taking right now. On Thursday, it was reported that Rush turned down an offer for $300,000 to remain with WWE, asking for double that as his rebuttal. Sources say he then told WWE to release him so he could show them what he could accomplish outside of the company. A fan took to Twitter in a now-deleted defense of Rush for being made to carry the bags of veterans and awoke the ire of Chris Jericho, who responded, Key statement there is, If I was a big star in WWE, you're not. So you don't know the respect and dedication you need to make, you need to make it in WWE. I never once made a young guy carry my bags, but I was shown respect every day. To disrespect the vets in any way is taboo in our biz. 100. And I have, I've seen a lot of people online trying to defend Leo Rush and nope. No, this company has been around long before you, and it'll be long around long after you. So you mentioned Jericho responded to this, and I yes. just want to take the time to say, <clears throat> for anybody who hasn't heard Tessa Blanchard's episode of Talk is Jericho, she talks about how when she started, she purposely found the longest fucking roads to travel, and she would drive up five hours to New York to set up rings to get shit ready for the other wrestlers and five hours back home without ever even wrestling. She wanted to pay her dues. She wanted to put up all of the rings. She wanted to sit back and go to the gym five times. She said that when she went to um, Japan to stardom, she would wake up, she'd travel an hour, she'd walk a mile, sorry, she'd walk a mile to the bus, go to the gym, She'd walk a mile from the bus to the gym, a mile back from the gym to the bus to go to the stadium. She'd walk a mile from the bus to the stadium. She'd work out there, do her runs, run the ropes, do her matches, practice this, that, or the other. Walk a mile back, go back to the last bus to get home, walk home a mile, and do that. That is called dedication. That's called loving your art form. That is what makes great pro wrestlers. Yes. And, that, uh, and Rush doesn't Leo. got it. <laughs> and I like Leo Rush. I love, he's got the it factor. He's got that down. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got heat. 
<laughs> both in real life and fucking you know, both kayfabe and shoot, right, he's right. got he's, heat. Like like Enzo, he's a heat magnet you want, but you got to be able to rein him in. And uh, I don't think he's willing to be broken. And my understanding is they've separated him from Lashley now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I haven't watched, but that was my understanding. Yeah, he and wasn't on this week, about and they haven't said anything about it, and he probably won't be on going forward. Yeah, they're not, uh, even during uh, one of Lashley's things on the last show, he they didn't talk about Rush at all during the entire, like, uh, little say uh, promo segment. See, it's a shame because he's a talented young guy who does have that it factor, but I'll be the first to say if if you're not willing to respect the business, then get the fuck out of the business. I want to hear him make yeah, an album yeah. with Enzo, though, so he can get out of the business and do that. <laughs> well, they can definitely rap together. Yeah, they can do that. That's fine. They'll sell five albums also. I know he brought his wife in the back, and Finn Ballard told him, like, brought him to the side or whatever and told him, like, try it. Like, that's not the way we do it around here. Da, 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 da. And basically, from what Rush said, he's like, you pretty much go fuck yourself. I'm not listening to that. Right. You're he not my she boss, Vince with me. So Finn Balor was not happy like, with him fucking his wife in the asshole? Is that what you said? <laughs> he took, so his, took wife his wife in the, in the back, and then Finn Balor said, that's not how we do it here. So just vaginal for no, no. Finn, right? Just vaginal? So that Balor club was for everyone. <laughs> well, yeah, but front door only, buddy. No back door access. Maybe an oral presentation every now and then. Die. <laughs> Oh, that is bad, but Pacey, there's also some bad news for Lucha Underground. According to LuchaCentral.com, Lucha Central has learned that Lucha Underground performers Matanza Cueto, Ring of Honor star Jeff Cobb, Famous B, and Exolicious, All Elite Wrestling's Sonny Kiss, have all sought legal representation in order to get their releases from the promotion. Scary. As previously mentioned, Lucha Underground had allowed the releases of Joey Ryan, Ivelisse, and Cobra Moon all last month. Also of note, it is being reported that Willie Dumack could be added to the list of Lucha Underground wrestlers seeking releases from their contracts. Evidently, a cease and desist was sent to NWA for the use of Mac, who was formerly the NWA National Heavyweight Champion up until this past weekend. Um, Lucha Underground used to be one of my favorite shows ever, and they're slowly sliding down, and little political things like this don't help. No, not at all. It's going to be hard for them to find talent to replace the ones that are trying to escape. Well, like, I mean, like we've been saying, every every company, I mean, if you're able to jump from company to company happily and be able to do what you want, it works. But if you get suckered into some contract you're not okay with, and then you see everybody you've ever worked with going to random companies to make more money and do what they want to do, you're pretty much going to try to follow suit, especially if you're able to be that good of a star. I mean, like Willie DeMack, I mean, for as big as he is, that boy can move. Oh, shit, yeah. I love like, DeMack. So... The fact that he wants away from there, he wants to go somewhere else, just let him go. I mean, there's no sense in trying to keep him. I mean, you're going to have a very upset wrestler at that point. They're not going to, I mean, not that they won't put on a good show, but I can't imagine that they're going to be happy about it. Like, Yeah, why have unhappy talent in your locker room when you can let them go and then bring in fresh new talent to liven up your show? Exactly. And there's always going to be more 
younger talent that wants to happily come in and take over those spots. They have a cable fucking show. They have an hour on cable every week. Fuck yeah, they're not going to have a hard time replacing any of these people. I'm not talking down to any of them. I love Jeff Cobb. I love Willie Mack. I love Sonny Kiss. I'm, I'm not saying anything against any of them. Famous B. Uh, but they're not going to have a hard time replacing them. No. There's always fresh talent. That's the beautiful thing about wrestling. There's always the next generation to, to raise up. And more companies need to embrace that. Big talent is going to get big and they're going to go elsewhere. That's that's the natural order of things. Yeah, but just let them go. Yeah, do yourself Boy, it's a all favor. about chasing the money. I don't want to be out Lucha Underground, you know? I don't want to see them no, crumble. not at all. They're awesome and they're a great alternative. And there's something, they're the one wrestling promotion that is completely different than every other wrestling promotion. Like, there's nothing like Lucha Underground out there. Nothing. No, it's the TV show of professional wrestling. Yeah. You know, I love MLW, but you could even argue MLW, Impact, um, CZW, ROH, they're all similar products. Different, different, but similar. But there's nothing like Lucha Underground at all, at least not in the United States. We want to keep that. Yeah, but, for sure. But don't act like this. Nope. Nope. WWE can get away with it. Uh, I don't think Lucha Underground can. No, they're <sighs> definitely not big enough. <laughs> and I mean, eventually, I mean, if you see, like, I mean, all that, like, AEW is out there. So, I mean, if you know, like, they know Vince not isn't accepting their contract, there's a chance that if they want, they might be able to go into AEW. Yep. And even WWE. And catch it. I mean. Has allegedly let certain big name guys go. Yeah. Like uh, Dean Ambrose. Yep. Who posted a new video teasing his return to the Indies under his John Moxley moniker. Remember Ambrose is no longer with WWE. I threw up air quotes there guys. Having his <laughs> final match at the shield final chapter. This newly reborn Moxley made his first public appearance at the Cauliflower Alley Club Reunion Awards in Las Vegas early this week to talk about his career and to present an award to his first trainer and longtime mentor, mentor Cody Hawk. It was a beautiful little speech and segment. I liked it a lot. It was nice. It was very nice. <laughs> man, either... Oh, man. He's playing this hard. He's having so much fun with this right now. (laughs) Whoever is working us is working us good. And I don't know who it is, Pasty. Nope, but somebody is. Petrov, I don't know who it is that's working us. I don't know. Either WWE has Dean Ambrose, and they're going to let him go out for a little bit, do his thing, and build the, the John Moxley brand and bring him back as John Moxley, which would be smart for WWE. Yes, it would. Or he signed with AEW, and they're promoting him in a way they haven't promoted any other wrestler that they've signed. Right, like they just got a whole new video production team. Because that or, is some WWE quality Video production. I mean, the only one, the only other. Well, they have that WWE money to be able to do. They that. do, but so, and I mean, I can, I could definitely see John Moxley just leaving the WWE in a sense. Like, I don't think Dean Ambrose is happy. His character's <clears throat> been just beat garbage, 
beat down over the last year. Yeah, it's oh over. for sure. I when mean, the, Dean when the Ambrose shield burst on the scene, Dean Ambrose in my mind was the clear leader of the Shield, and then after that, it was dead for him. Dean Ambrose could not come back. John Moxley could. Yeah, no. I, whoever did, yeah. whoever did this video package, Petrov, have you seen this? Do you know? Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, I have seen this. It, yes. Whoever did this has got high fucking standards and production quality. Like, this wasn't yeah, Ring of Honor, this wasn't Impact, this wasn't even New Japan, like, unless he just... That's why you have... Go ahead. I was going to say, that's why you kind of have to think it has to be AEW, because they, they have the money to be able to literally... But they, yeah, haven't, but they done haven't done, done that with else. anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> they're still like doing twins. being the elite like it's a fucking, like they're high like school Like it's a reality a, show, yeah. 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 So if if this is AEW and it could be, this is the first guy that they've really done something very different with. So I just it works though. It's got us talking. There's the other rumor too that Dean yeah. Ambrose was friends with somebody on the inside in WWE and they made it together before he was released without saying anything to WWE. I don't buy that for a second. Do you know how well WWE is run? It's a pretty. I mean, I mean, I mean, anything. I mean, there could always there could always be someone that's willing to pull off some shit, man. Yeah, but who's going to be you know? able to get a production crew together, a set together? They have to have editing done. Like this is multiple people involved. This is just Woods one guy saying, it. "Hey, give me a, a Xavier Woods couldn't do that shit." <laughs> have you seen any of his shit? He's got all the shit you need with up, up, down, down. I got better fucking production values than his up, up, down, down. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I just think it would have to be some company that really has would be willing to want him. I, oh, everybody wants him. Wherever everybody he wants falls him. is going to be great. To me, it almost seems yeah, I mean, like if this video is any indication, it's either WWE, AEW, or Lucha Underground. I think they're the only three that have this production. I do think his first match back I as can't. Moxley should be for CZW. I would love that. Oh, I would just I would fucking guess, love yeah. that. And bring Sammy Callahan. Let him team with Sammy Callahan. Or I fight each see other. That. Or fight each no, other. No, I don't want them to fight each other. That has They're to happen going later. To fight each other. <laughs> yeah, well, A yeah, lot. but that has to happen later. That has to happen much later. <laughs> They need to start off fucking teaming. And I can't imagine that Vince is going to want to have anything to really do with the John Moxley character because he can't. Well, he wouldn't do. I mean, he wouldn't, it a, wouldn't be John Moxley. It would just be a villainous character with the name of John Moxley. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. But you can't like if you look at all of his other right. matches as John Moxley. Right. That shit's bloody. No, no, he wouldn't be able like, to do Vince the switchblade conspiracy that. as well as as fucking. Callahan and Moxley did, but I could see him yeah, so. using the name to get people on board with a dying wrestler. Right. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see the Switchblade conspiracy back. I want the pink hair anywhere. Bring I want him with the, the pink, pink hair. hair. Let him join OVE. He doesn't have to be from Ohio. Fuck it. He said, fuck it. <laughs> well, really? Let him join OVE with Sammy Callahan, his former partner. And then you could have... Said, hey, my... Then you could have friction between the Chris brothers and the Switchblade conspiracy. Hello? Come on, it writes itself. It does. 
Well, I do know one thing. The the number 25 was heavily represented in that video package, so I think we're going to find out a little bit more about what he has in store for us on the 25th, which happens to be double or nothing because yeah. he's a fucking bastard. Right. Which almost makes you think it isn't double right. or nothing. Yep. Like, they purposely put 25 on there, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they could have put it in there just keep everybody guessing like we are right oh, now. of course. Of course. We're going to get everybody else stirred up. But fuck 25, Pasty. What do we know about Kurt Angle and, and the number five? Well, Kurt Angle revealed in an interview with Wrestling Inc. that he signed a five-year contract with the devil, WWE, that will see him do part-time work in front of the camera, possibly as a manager or GM. He will also be working behind the scenes as a producer. I'm going to help the wrestlers with their technique. I'm going to help them structure their matches. It's something I'm very good at, and I thought I would be able to contribute that to the company. I think this is perfect for Angle. I think this is awesome. Good for him. He he should. He doesn't need to be wrestling anymore. He should have stuck with no, Starcast. No, <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I mean, if he could have made his appearance in Starcast, yes, that would I mean, have been if awesome. He really but I think believes this is perfect. he can make a a positive difference in WWE. More power to him. But I don't think anybody can. You don't think no. having Kurt Angle tell you the small little intricacies about this hold or this suplex isn't going to help. Well, I think he'll help. I think he'll help the the wrestlers. I don't think it's going to help the company in the least. Well, yeah. if you help, I mean, we need to help the wrestlers. That's what he's talking about. Let's let him do it. If he's going to help wrestlers with oh, their yeah, technique, who else would you rather him. have? I mean, if I was going to have someone teach in me this, a, yeah, a suplex, this... I'd either be Kurt Angle or Chris Benoit. I mean, that dude could do a fucking suplex. He could teach you and a Chris thing Benoit or two. will kill you and your, and your wife <laughs> and your kid. So let's just go with Kurt because we, no murder. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like I said, I just think, I don't know. I'm more happy with Kurt before he came back to WWE. As soon as he came back to WWE, he aged like 30 years. He did, but I think this is where he wants to end his career. I understand that. For, it's where he, it's where he for got, business reasons. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. He had his best matches in Impact Wrestling. Let us not forget that. He had great matches in WWE, but he had some fan fucking tastic matches in Impact. Well, that's because Impact picked up wrestlers that WWE wanted nothing to do with, and, and now they have all of fantastic. Impact fun. Wrestling picked up yeah. wrestlers that WWE fired for drug reasons, and Impact didn't test them for drugs. Uh, that's how Kurt that, Angle and I was Jeff just Hardy showing and... Kirsten Jeff Hardy versus Sting. <laughs> oh God! Don't show anybody that ever. That is the biggest <laughs> black mark on pro wrestling ever. I watched that. I watch that clip every day to know I don't want to go down oh, that road. Oh, God. I watched that live, and it was disgusting. It's the only time I've been embarrassed to be a fucking wrestling fan. Do you want to know the odd fact about that and then Kurt Angle? What's that? And the number five? He had to take 65 Vicodin a day at the height of his drug addiction. Angle? Kurt Angle did. That's oh, a lot of yeah, fucking yeah. Vicodin. Yep. No shit. So I'm like, when he said, <laughs> when, I, when, he, when, he, when I read a statement that said he had to take 65 a day, I was just a motherfucking uh, I'm like, you had to have been as high as a donkey. Like, there was yeah, no... Yeah, but, but look at that cat, man. Like, I'm a big dude, oh, yeah, he's, but he's solid. Oh, no, his neck like, is 65 as big as your Vicodin, fucking thigh. Yeah, 65 Vicodin for him or like 10 for me. Mm. 
you know. No, I know, but that's what. Well, the way he said it, it's just oh, like no I just had to take sixty-five. You know, that's my. That was my. That, that was the number. That's where I felt it was bad. Well, this motherfucker you know, at fifty-five. Like, so not only did this cocksucker win an Olympic gold medal with a broken neck, he won a WWE World Heavyweight Championship with a broken neck. This motherfucker just wrestles with broken necks like it's nothing. Like it's like he's got a fucking runny a nose. That's why he's going to contribute to the company. He's going to teach Daniel Bryan how to wrestle with a broken neck. Daniel Bryan, you He's pussy. gonna be like this how, Exactly, he's gonna be like, this how you do it, boy. This how you do it, watch. That's how you did it. And he couldn't even take his fucking painkiller for the Olympics because it was considered a steroid. That's So he had up. to do that shit fucking just completely with no painkillers because if he took his painkillers, it's considered a steroid. Somebody should turn Curry Angle onto was- the benefits of marijuana. I'm, I'm, you know that gave him more reason to go out there and be like, I'm going to fuck him up because they didn't give me my motherfucking I know, guns. right? He's like, this motherfucker's going He's down. Dead. I don't have time to waste on guy. this bastard. I'd smoke a Jay and exactly. sing campfire songs no with Kurt Angle. I bet he would do it, dude. I bet he would do it. That'd be dope. <laughs> I would smoke weed with him just to get Angle slammed. I would let him do it. I would just <laughs> take that bump. I don't give a fuck. I'd be like, do it. I don't want the ankle lock. You can angle slap me. Though. Well, we'll do I it. think we all know that Angle is definitely an Impact Hall of Famer. Whether he has, he does have it. He is an Impact Hall of Famer, actually. Yeah. Um, and he'll end up in the WWE Hall of Fame as well. But oh, he is. If he is, he is in other. Yeah, 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 he's in both. He, he, that's other how he folks, came back. Other important folks in Impact Wrestling are current X Division Champion Rich Swan, who has inked a new two-year deal with Impact Wrestling, while suggesting he may be sticking around for much longer than that. And also, the aforementioned Willie Dumac, who's trying to get out of his Lucha Underground contract, re-signed with the company for a multi-year deal. Yes, indeed. Both superstars seem very happy with their position and impact, and they look forward to helping the company grow as a whole. And I think these guys are perfect for the brand. They're being used correctly. They are. Both of them are being used well. Their voices are being heard. I mean, the contracts alone, you know, like it's like they're being they're whatever they're doing. They're being heard. They're able to hold titles. Like that's all they want is one. They want to hold titles, get some wins, and at least have their creative voice heard as a wrestler. Like Petrov, Pasty, we're gonna knock through these three injury reports real quick. So we got to get into our weekly elite dirt sheet. Pasty, you want to bring us into this first one? Yes, indeed, Mac. I will. New Impact World Heavyweight Champion Brian Cage suffered a back injury during his title match against Johnny Impact, as we had mentioned earlier. This spot occurred approximately three minutes in when Johnny Impact delivered a Spanish fly to Cage from the ramp to the floor. Cage was able to finish the match, but it's been reported that Cage had trouble walking backstage and was taken to the emergency room. On Friday, news broke that Cage had been pulled from this weekend's Impact TV tapings. That's four episodes, folks. And he could miss even more time due to the extent of his injury. So he got injured three minutes in on a 14-fucking-minute match. That's, as much as I'm not into Cage because he doesn't have the it factor, that's fucking awesome. And I give him all the credit in the world for that. Yes. Holy shit. Almost as badass as that referee from last week. Not as not as badass, but almost. <laughs> but in a follow-up to an injury that we did report last week, that isn't a referee, Pasty. 
Jeff Hardy underwent surgery to repair the damage in his right knee on Thursday. The surgery did go well, and Jeff says that if the first four months of his recovery go well, then he should only be out six to nine months. The Hardy Boys sadly recently defeated the Usos to win the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I don't know why it's sadly, but it was, because, you know, the Usos should have kept it, I guess. But they had to relinquish their titles, sadly. Which makes more sense. Yes. Also, WWE has yet to release the cause of Daniel Bryan's absence in the weeks following WrestleMania. Although, this week, sources are saying he has been cleared to compete and could return to in-ring action as soon as next week. Rumor also has it that if Daniel Bryan would have been cleared last week or the week before, Kevin Owens would still be a face and a member of the New Day in Big E's stead. And he should have been. That's so sad. But you can't plan these things. I'm really sad that they already flipped him. Kevin Owens is so good on that slow I burn. Also. We knew it was going to happen eventually. I just three weeks no, would have been great. One exactly. week wasn't enough. Oh, three weeks, my ass. Give him fucking three months to slowly burn that. Mm. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you could have the Festival of Friendship all over again. And it might even be better than the first time. <laughs> so right, yeah, that wraps up the injury report and our does. Savage Sentinel for this week. Wow. Lowie Lots Zowie. to talk about. A lot of good shit. Uh, but now we got to get into the Weekly Elite Dirt Sheet. Yes, indeed. Kicking it off with a headline, apparently, in response to Triple H's barbs about AEW at the WWE Hall of Fame, Cody fired back asking, you mean to tell me that some pissant bodybuilder making every match and no disqualification, meandering around the crowd, throwing jib cameras at his opponents, compares with a Kenny Okada match? Or some brawn panty spectacular that can match up with what the women did last September 1st? Or even Dwayne, as electric as it was, rhyming and raising, was it really better than what Punk said sitting on that stage? In the same speech, he said he does not wish to end gold dust, but he looks to kill the Attitude Era. So AEW has finally fired back. Is that good or is that bad? Petrov, what do you think? What What do you think about that? You know... I th- I think it's probably the best move they can do. Start to piss off everybody. WWE fired the first shots. They did. Well, I mean, if you're I mean, if somebody if, if WWE is going to fire the first shots, you have to fire back. I mean, if they they can't, if you're gonna, if I think is like a smaller mm-hmm. promotion, obviously they're smaller. But if you're gonna, if the if you already got the bigger the sharks' attention, they're trying to get you know. And they got the Sharks' attention. WWE is moving WrestleMania into AEW territory next year with WrestleMania Pirate Ship. Tampa Bay. (laughs) You know, and that's... I mean, WWE's going to do what they can, but they're not going to be able to match it, and that's where I think AEW's got the upper hand with, like, what they're... like. I mean, they got some of the best heels working legitimate microphones on a YouTube channel just to get people hooked. Like, Vince ain't got that going on. He isn't doing anything they're doing. So when Cody and them start popping off, that's not, they're not scripting it. So, I mean, Vince don't really have a chance against, I mean, he's going to get outwitted. 
and then they have the money to back it up. So I don't really see how Vince is going to win. WWE is going to be a big beast to take down, and if they do it, it's going to take a very long time. Oh yeah, I mean he's like like uh Max oh, said he's decades. making money hand over fist, making money hand over fist. But then again, the other company, I mean the owners own the Carolina Panthers, so again they're making money hand over fist. Oh, they have more money than Vince by far. They oh, do. So, so so I mean they can literally buck you off whatever contract you want, whatever deal you want, just to get you to sign, and there's nothing Vince can do. So yeah, I mean it'll take decades to knock them down. But, but remember, they didn't they didn't become as wealthy as they are throwing money away. So if AEW doesn't return money, it's not gonna be like they can just keep dumping money into it. I don't oh, see it like Dixie Carter and Panda Energy where they where they went fucking where they started going negative for years and years and years. Yeah, no, I don't think that'll happen with yeah. the Khan family either. No, I I know I really don't think they're going to end up like I don't think the family's going to allow it to go belly up. I think it's the like the people they're picking. I mean, if you look at them, they're handsome oh, fucking talents that are lit. So I mean, and there's no way you wouldn't want to pick them. Right, it's like I said and earlier. Like, there's no better point in history for this to go down than now. Yeah. Well, I I do disagree with both of you. I think AEW probably shouldn't have fired back. It should have stayed quiet at least until after their first pay-per-view. But I agree with everything Cody said about the Kenny Okada matches, about the Braun Panty matches, about Punk's pipe bomb being probably a bigger impact than anything The Rock ever did. I agree 100%. Um, there are also reports coming from Wrestling Observer Radio that the Lucha Brothers will be exclusive to AEW, which would be a huge coup for All Elite Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Now, this oh, would yeah. be just the United States. The deal is between All Elite Wrestling and AAA, who want the Lucha Brothers exclusive to All Elite Wrestling in the United States and exclusive to AAA in Mexico. Now, sadly, this would mean that the Lucha Brothers' appearances with promotions such as Impact, MLW, CMLL, and others may be coming to an end. Now, this would kind of make sense as they did just drop the Impact tag titles, as we mentioned earlier at Rebellion. And were so celebrated in the ring by the entire lot r- roster. That made it look like they were going to be gone mm-hmm. for a while. But Impact does fall outside of the United States. Let's not forget that. That is true, Pasty. It doesn't say North America. It says United States. Yes. Uh, but my guess is because they air television in the United States, it would be different. But I, I don't know that. I would assume that's what it would count. I'm sure for. if Impact offered up the right deal, there's room to talk. <laughs> well, I mean, money yeah. always talks. I just, I don't yeah. know if they're, I mean, if, I'm assuming they, I mean, if that's, you know, that's five different companies you could bounce between so i really can't imagine that they're gonna want to sign just a two like if there's five of them like nah i'll just go to all five right they can make shows work if he's if they're already making shows work why not i mean them being yeah, I was, if, I was, if I was they are indeed locked to aew in the united states though that is by far the biggest get all elite has gotten so far second biggest you oh, think second oh, biggest most, i still think jericho's bigger i think jericho's i think bigger. they're more current I mean, Jericho's current, I, I think Jericho's bigger. but oh. Jericho don't got 20 years left. 
Uh, no, think, I think but they're, I don't think they're signed for 20 years. No. I think Jer- I think Jericho is a good mouthpiece. I think they're, like, he's a good, like, amazing mouthpiece to have to, like, talk up your company. And then those two, if they actually did get signed exclusively, that's just an amazing team to have, whether it's take team or singles competition. You got two. If I'm just, just putting a dollar outright. amount on, on, on what is going to be returned to the company, I think Jericho returns the biggest dollar amount to AEW. Uh, that's my know, opinion. That's I mean it's it's a good it's a good it's a good opinion though. I mean he's a he's a big draw. I mean just his whole fucking persona is an amazing draw. I mean Kenny Omega like, obviously doesn't draw that money. No, Cody Rhodes doesn't, doesn't draw that money. I think the only people that could even maybe was is the Bucks. Yeah. Meh, meh, meh. And that's a big maybe. I, uh, I still think I think Jericho brings a bigger dollar amount. That that's me. Oh. I mean, you know. And I and I'm the indie guy. I don't even want to watch <laughs> WWE. But I'm just trying to look at it realistically. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to do that. Well, he is. A, I mean, he is a big driving. He was able to put on a cruise and have like it didn't like sell out or something. Oh fuck yeah! Like. Then I mean, if he if that was just him, and I mean, if a bunch of other but, people, yeah, let's like, let's be he honest, was, he sold out, but that's that, with help from Impact and Ring of Honor, and New Japan, uh, yeah, and New Japan, and not only that, but from different um, rock bands and from Comedians, Impractical Jokers, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was oh. I- Oh, I, I know. I, I'm not saying none of that, but I'm saying like the fact that he was promoting it the way he did. Like you said, he bring, oh, bring he, a big fan brace. Yeah, him. he's the only one like, who has so. ever done that. Nobody can take that away from him. Show me another pro wrestler in five that. years. Yeah, Until it's the Beef Six Crew. Join us in a kayak <laughs> up on the north coast. <laughs> yep, Lake Superior. I got a. I got a canoe with a bottle of crown, so we're good. About a fucking twenty-four pack of beef six slim gins, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, what a what a fucking punk move, Pace. I what, know. What I hope you're ready for move? a shot of pe- penicillin, Fat Mac. Oh shit! Well, you know, I always am after a Friday night because of you know what I do on Friday nights. <laughs> well, here you go. That sounds intense. <laughs> Fans hoping CM Punk would make a surprise appearance at All Elite Wrestling's Double or Nothing later this month were dealt a blow recently. Punk is booked to work commentary for a UFC p- Fight Pass event held on the same <laughs> evening, May 25th, 2019. Though, both of the events are in Las Vegas, so if the timing was exactly right... I mean, Jericho happen. proved that, right? Right. I just have one thing. Why is he doing commentary if he got his ass whooped both times? You know what they say, those who can't teach and those who can't fight commentate. Right. (laughs) Well, well, I'm saying, but like, he, you're going to commentate a fight? You got your ass whooped. You should just go back to wrestling. Do your thing in wrestling. No, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't go back to wrestling. For the last few weeks, it just feels like Punk's trying to feel out if there's anything left there for him. And I think this will be a one and done. And I think after this, I don't think. I think unless he's going to clean up after the fucking. In all honesty, in all honesty, I think 
If I gave the motherfucker a tuna sandwich, he would come to my fucking house and put on a clown suit. This motherfucker <laughs> is done. He's gone. Sandwich. He's washed up. He's shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Damn, you got some hate for him, huh? It's been I hard do. these last few years. He hasn't made it easy. He hasn't. We've wanted he to He as him. a person is a disgusting human being. He is a person. That's not even his talent. Yeah. He is a talented person. Super, super talented person. And I, I'm pissed that so much talent is wasted on this disgusting human being. <laughs> it's so true. <sighs> I mean, I'm not going to say he's a good person, but I mean, another day I'm going to have to find out where, why I need the backstory. All the fucking shit he's done. He's suing his best friend because his best friend stuck up for him in a court case. Yep. How fucking dirty is that? Don't hey, worry, I'm getting sued by WWE. Except for this yeah. <laughs> portion, which you have WWE to WWE is suing me, so come here, you have to fucking defend me, but now you have to pay my court costs because you defended me against WWE in court. That's disgusting. It is. And then telling telling friends it is, it is. that people who were his friends in WWE, if they don't quit the company immediately, they're no longer his friends. Yeah, if you don't leave now, you're not my friend. Well, no, That's business bullshit, and friendship dude. are two different things. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's disgusting. He is a super talented guy and was one of my favorite wrestlers and is still to this day one of the best on the mic. I think he's a disgusting human being, though. That's my feeling. I still want to see him in All Elite. <laughs> yeah, you, can be a, you can be an amazing worker but still be a piece of shit. Why no? But it's, we talked about this last week. It's like Chris Benoit. It's like, get the fuck out of here, Chris Benoit. Yeah, you know he did do so that. What he did, what he did is highly. And, and if he did it, if he shit. did it, shut up, Pacey. I love you to death. <laughs> I'll never let that one lie. Pacey, I thought before, before well, what he, he knew. Did. He knew. Chris I, Benoit like, knew like Vince McMahon too. had some sort of responsibility in the death of Eddie Guerrero. Vince does shit. Vince okay. runs. A fucking literal mafia behind the scenes of WWE Incorporated. I've went on about this. I don't have to do this again. Okay, do you want to know? Do you want to know who really runs some shit behind the scenes? That's Sports Illustrated. Yes, they do. Illuminati confirmed. Former Sports Illustrated columnist. They illustrate and and illuminate. Jennifer Decker has found herself in a new role within All Elite Wrestling. She'll act as host for AEW's Double or Nothing weigh-in and a press conference as part of StarCast 2 with the possibility of joining full-time as an interviewer. No stranger to the wrestling world, Decker participated in a WWE tryout back in 2012, although she sustained a concussion and a stress fracture fracture in her neck after two and a half weeks at the camp and was unable to continue her wrestling career. She was fracking in her neck. Fracking. That's how you get fire to come out your faucet. Rack em, frack em. <laughs> <clears throat> And is this the time to mention that AEW, I'm going to throw them under the bus right now. They're charging for, they're charging 40 bucks for the weigh-in. Just to watch the weigh-in and press conference, they're charging 40 bucks, and they're charging the press to cover the weigh-in and conference. So they're pressing the, they're charging the people coming in with the mics and the cameras, 
and then they're charging the people watching from the mics and the cameras also. They're double charging us. Double or nothing, man. Dude, they're turning very WWE very, very quick. I, I do agree they should have held off on that. This is your first pay-per-view as the company. I mean, I guess if you're going to set a standard, you set it early, but... I guess, but this seems like a lot to ask of something that has never put on a single show ever. Right? Well, I guess time will tell if people buy into it. People are buying these $100 fucking Joy-Cons for their Switches. Yeah, if people pay for it, you can't dog them, I guess. But then don't claim that you're for the people. I don't know. I don't know. That that one's always just that's that seems really weird to me just recently. Yeah. And after they put on all these press conferences that were free open access. Yeah. I got no more to say on it. That's just that's all I had to say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got one last piece of note for you. What we got on Friday. Seymour revealed his OWE partners to take on SCU at Double or Nothing will be T-Hawk and L. Lindeman. That would be my superhero name. Oh, shit. My name is L. Lindeman. Yes, this match will be six-man tag team action. T-Hawk is a 29-year-old from Japan who currently wrestles for Censored Wrestling Entertainment. Because we don't say that word around here. No. Well, you might. I have in the past. Why don't you quantize it for the people? I'm not going to quantize. <laughs> quantize. Oh, I don't me, quantize folks. in public. Not without a fucking wig and mascara <laughs> and lipstick. <laughs> Come on, you know that. OWE, folks, stands for Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. I don't know how they <laughs> get away with it. I oh, made shit. the white guy say it. Ha! <laughs> you racist fuck. Hey, I didn't say what you tried to get me to say last week, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But he also frequents both Wrestle One and Dragon Gate. Two great companies. He lost to Bandito in the first round of PWG's battle for Los Angeles last year. Bola! And he is the current Wrestle One champion. El Lindemann is 24 years old and also wrestles for OWE, Wrestle One, and Dragon Gate, as well as DDT, everybody's favorite comedic relief in wrestling. I just, I just picture like a dude dressed up as some gal named Linda with with I am underwear El pulled Lindemann. over the whole get up. Like he's got like a spatula <laughs> and a fucking apron, and it's like I'm Linda Man. And, and, My and name he looks is just Linda. Like Linda McMahon. Yeah, why not? We just drop the lit. What about you, what, like drop the Mick and Ed and L. Like Juana Man. Juana Man, yes. Great movie, by the way. Or Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, can always cut out with Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. You know, Doubtfire is a fantastic one. movie. If also. you want to whitewash the whole thing. I mean, let's be honest. I think any movie <laughs> where a man dresses up like a woman is a great movie. I have Big Mama's House too. many times. No, that's a <laughs> bad, 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 bad movie. What's the movie where Wesley Snipes and Patrick Swayze dress up as chicks in the movie? Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. There we go. That's a fucking movie, too. Pacey didn't know I that one. you. No, I did not. <laughs> that is a great well movie. Well done. <laughs> Pulled that one right out of the air. Pacey didn't know it. Ooh. You called me on it, but I had it. <laughs> I knew exactly which one you're talking about. 
I was happy that you knew it because I really didn't know what. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good movie. It really is. It's a fucking classic. It is. Probably not a classic for 2019. No, you know, I, no, it's, it's it doesn't date very days, well. No, no, nothing ages well in these days. Not a lot. Well, I think that's uh, the end of the show. Did you have any other points you wanted to hit is. on? Petrov. Petrov, tell us, let us know some more about yourself or anything that you want us to know about your show going forward. Um, I guess the only thing I can really say about the show is, like, I mean, I'm going to have to have you guys on. Oh, of course. Hell yeah. I definitely have to have you guys on so I can hear about them conspiracies. <laughs> oh, I got it. It's definitely, it's definitely something I'm willing to talk about, man. Oh, I, I'm, I'm a conspiracy. You give me nut. one minute and one I mean, piece of news, no matter what it is, I can pull something out. <laughs> all right. Well, we, we're gonna have to. <laughs> Two go. kids, pasty. You ain't pulling out fast enough. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, he wanted no. He just wanted to get the right. two kids over with. That's what he wanted. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I'm getting this. Right, I got my girl over with. Double or nothing. He did. He did. Double or nothing. <laughs> I went all in. Double or nothing. He did go all Their in. Their mom well, went all out. Thank you. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and, she uh, did. Thank you, Petra Fucka, <laughs> for joining us. I appreciate it. It was great. I look forward to having so many more interactions with you, and I'm looking forward to listening to your new show. Well, thank you. I'm looking to be on the guys' show a few, uh, as many times as you guys want Hell to. Yeah. Anytime you feel the time is right, you watch a good event you want to talk about, let us know. We'll put you back on. The people will speak. That sounds good to me. With that being said, I am the Fat Mac. My name is Pasty. And I'm Petra Fucka. And we will fucka you next week. See y'all later. Shamalama ding